Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the small and yet significant and strategic choices that I can make, that you can make, in order to become the best version of ourselves. My name is Dr. Michael Brown. I am the host of Three Words, and I'm here today with a longtime friend. In fact, we were just talking 20 years ago. Nick Gillespie and I met here on campus at Bowling Green State University. He was a student. Uh, I was on staff, and I tell you what, we have forged quite a friendship since then. I even had the privilege of officiating your wedding back yes. in the day. Yes. And uh, Nick, we've known each other a long, long time, and so I was really excited to have you as a guest for the first time here on Three Words, particularly after learning that you've been uh, studying in seminary, and you've been reading some interesting things, and you have been really, I think, modeling and embodying what we talk about here at DMB Coaching and Three Words Podcast, you're becoming every year before my eyes a better version of yourself. And today, we're going to lean in and actually focus in on a topic that has become near and dear to your heart. And so the three words, if I may, give you the opportunity to share them are... Listen to yourself. Listening to yourself. You know, we've been talking about a variety of topics on Three Words Podcast and we do on occasion talk about the power of listening and, and the art of listening and how it's really, really challenging to be a good listener, particularly in this day and age with COVID and all that's happening around our world and all of this stuff on social media with racial inequality and social injustice. I think, Nick, if we were all better listeners, we'd probably all fare a lot better. The problem is we have lots to say <laughs> and we're not very good at actually listening to others. But that's not the conversation for today. You're actually taking it in a completely different direction, not listening to others, but actually listening to yourself. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, um, I had kind of approached you like with this topic yeah. and uh, I had become interested in it because I, you know, as we talk about just personal growth and development, I was going through my own personal growth and development, had read some books on how to become a better listener. And I, my goal was to become a better listener of others, but I stumbled upon like just content, some books, podcasts, just about the importance of listening to oneself. Mm -hmm. And so I began to track undesirable behaviors that I had. Um, and I began to say, man, like, you know, I act this way or I do these things or I say these things and I don't like that I do that. And I began to ask why? Well, I have emotions that kind mm -hmm. of are attached that kind of drives some of those behaviors. And I begin to ask why those emotions. And I begin to kind of get behind the dialogue that I was having with myself mm -hmm. that was driving those emotions and driving those undesirable behaviors. And so for me, it was really a desire to change. And I mm -hmm. became more self-aware that I saw, oh man, listening to myself, there's so much going on inside of me that I'm quite unaware of. So you were actually seeing symptoms and you were actually going deeper to find the cure. Because it seems like... I mean, it's true. We all have behaviors and choices that we make that we're like, why did I do that? Or where did that come from? And I think that's the question. It comes from somewhere deep within that typically our choices are flowing out of our belief system. Our choices, you use the term emotions, are flowing out of how we're feeling or even deeper things. And so I'm intrigued because you said, here's my choice. And I then went back one step to my emotions but then why did I feel that emotion? Frustration, for instance. I go a little bit deeper. You're actually going to the root. But to do that, it's it's got to be challenging. I mean, listening to ourselves, I think about how fast-paced my life is. 
and how fast paced yeah. most of our lives yeah. are is that typically we're not taking the time to pause and to listen to others, not to mention ourselves. And I'll be honest and, and even transparent with you, Nick, at times when I am listening to myself, I don't like what I hear. Yeah. So I tend to avoid the discipline of pausing to meditate and to reflect deeply upon my life because it's like, I don't like what I see there. Do you ever experience that? Oh, yeah, totally. I think I think listening in general takes courage, right? Mm. And then also listening to ourselves like takes courage. Uh, when something situationally like happens in our life, we sort of have these defaults. All of a sudden, you know, someone's upset with me. I'm on my phone. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I get an email that, you know, makes me feel, uh, like frustration. I immediately try to find some way of kind of escaping that I don't have to deal with like what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. And so the, it's needed to have the courage in order to begin to kind of, again, trace back like what's actually like going on inside of us. Um, but then particularly like getting to some of those voices. One thing that I learned was, man, I, it's not just the same voice. Like there's the parent Nick and there's mm. the uh, defendant Nick. There's, there's the junior high Nick that comes out even now that I'm like 38 years old. And, and those voices still are speaking certain things, whether they're true or not true about myself. And those things are then making me feel certain ways and then driving certain behaviors that I have. Yeah, I can relate. The junior high Michael Brown. There's still things that come. (laughs) And seriously, I mean, there are things, there are insecurities, there are uh, voices I hear, there are beliefs that I have that need to be examined. They need to be decoded. They need to be studied. Because what I'm hearing you say is that not only do they need to be identified, they need to be investigated. Absolutely. And they need to actually look at it, walk around it, study it, and think to yourself, where is this coming from? And I'm guessing, and I want to hear more about this, there's power there because now there's actually power to change mm-hmm. and not just symptomatically by putting a Band-Aid on it, but actually at a deeper place by actually creating a more holistic, healthy human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of our world, we attempt to try to control. I try to find ways in order to gain power outside of myself uh, in my relationships at home and at work and in the community. And so naturally, I want to try to gravitate towards power outside of myself, but really it's it's within. And I'm afraid of losing control as I listen to myself. I'm afraid of losing because listening is letting go of power. And so... The fear is I must protect myself. I must guard myself. But when we begin to like actually like listen to ourselves, we regain inner control. Mm. I'm the parental Nick isn't always wrong, but should the parental voice of myself be the thing that's dictating the choices that I'm making right now? The, the parental side of me that says I should or ought to do this. Maybe I should or not ought to do it in this moment. The junior high Nick, the insecure Nick, you know, uh, that makes me want to begin to make different decisions in order to just try to gain more significance in life. Yeah. You know, should I, you know, if I become aware of that voice, then I'm able to examine it, as you're saying, walking around and saying, well, no, in this situation, I'm not going to let that voice determine my choices. Yeah. And, and particularly as you talk about the need for control, I think we all are feeling that particularly during a time when there's so many things out of control. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that we can't control. And that makes us very, very uneasy. So I love how you're taking us to a place again, we are like, I can't control everything, but here's something I can control. I can control who I'm becoming. I can control my own choices. Mm -hmm. I can actually pause, 
look deep within myself, listen to myself and actually begin to change and make different choices. And I just, I just love that because it focuses on transformation. It focuses on forward motion. It focuses on progress. And so to talk to me more, obviously, are there concerns that, that you have about listening to yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, there's also the age old adage of, you know, paralysis by analysis. Mm. We can overthink things. And so that's kind of a temptation, like a, you know, a a pothole that we can kind of like step into. I get so wrapped up in my own thoughts, but typically those thoughts are more me trying to control what someone else thinks about me. Mm. So I'm trying to control the way you think about me and I'm kind of wrapped up in, in, in that. And I've got to kind of not get stuck there, but I've, again, I've got to spend more time thinking about what is going on inside of, inside of me. Yeah. Um, and I think that also, uh, becoming aware of what those voices are. Sometimes there are, you know, self-talk, the things that we say, our emotions, but then also our body that our body actually communicates to us mm. certain things. And so learning to kind of lean into those voices, they're not always right but being able to hear them and then thus discern. So not just listening to yourself, but actually listening to your physical body. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like for you? Well, I mean, for me years ago, you know, I love drinking soda and, uh, I would just, (laughs) I would, I would have stomach aches. Do I mean, but I love soda, the sugar addiction or something. Um, but finally I had to begin to like, ask myself, like my body's communicating to me that drinking soda. Yeah. Yeah. You should not do this. Hmm. And so then, then I had to begin to say to my, well, what's my choices now? You know, am I going to listen to my body or am I going to continue to just kind of do what I want to do in this certain circumstance? But we know, you know, physiologically, stress and yep. frustration, you know, why does my face feel hot, you know? And why so, is there tension in my back? Yeah, yep, to actually exactly, be in my neck and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, why am I gritting my teeth? And mm-hmm. just beginning to, again, become self-aware gives us control over What's going on inside? And several years ago, and you know this, Nick, because we've we've been friends for this long and and have been involved in a mentoring relationship as well as mentoring others together side by side, is I've conceptualized the 12 dimensions of a human being's life. And one of those dimensions is the emotional dimension of life. And so one of the practices I try to use and encourage my clients and friends and others to use is to daily take our emotional temperature. So yeah. I don't know if that factors into what you're even talking about listening to yourself, but actually every day, and particularly on days when I don't feel quite right, you know those days, right? Mm-hmm. There's those times where you're like, something's off, and, and I don't know exactly what it is, but to actually take five minutes and do exactly what you said, what am I feeling? What am I believing? Um, what's going on? What is it tied to? Is it actually tied to today? Or is it, oh, three days ago I had this conversation or last night, you know, my wife and I were having this argument or uh, someone said this thing about me in a public space or whatever that case may be. Ah, I bet you it goes back to there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to actually pause and take our emotional temperature, which sounds like in many ways is what you're describing, but not just our emotional temperature, but just listening to all that's going on inside of us. I'm curious what you think about this though, because I've said this a lot. I want to listen to myself, Mm -hmm. but I don't always want to trust myself. Yeah. And the reason I say that is so often people say, yeah, I've just been sitting and thinking about my life and who I'm becoming. And, you know, I think I'm actually doing quite fine without actually inviting others outside of you to actually speak into that as well. Now, not only that, there's those who the talk isn't so positive. It's actually quite negative. They're doing 
hateful self-talk. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're talking to themselves in such a way that if they had a friend talking to them in that manner, they would never talk to that friend again. And so I think th- to be fully in touch with reality, what do you think about this? We need to also invite others who know us and love us into that space to actually help reflect too. Because it's my sense that those of us who reflect upon our lives without anybody looking outside of us, all by ourselves, we tend to be out of touch with reality. Yeah, I mean, no one would just have one relationship, right? Yeah. Like, you're my sole mentor, and whatever you tell me to do, like, I'm going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we would know that that wouldn't be a wise way to live. I do need my mentors, but I also need my spouse, and I need my friends, and, yep. you know, my broader community. I need multiple voices. And in the same way, yeah, we wouldn't just get in a closet with ourselves and just say, well, something in uh-huh. here is definitely always right. But something is right, and some things are wrong. And I think uh-huh. when we have those trusted relationships, then we can share with Mm-hmm. with our friends, with those who really care about us. Hey, I've been feeling these things. Yes. Um, I have noticed these kind of behaviors. What might you say to that? Here's what I feel like I'm telling myself. What's your response to that? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we have outside, almost like a mirroring of, of being able to actually, you know, I can see my real self in a mirror, but now with a friend, I can actually uh-huh. see my internal self. Well, and back. the mirror gets bigger and it becomes multidimensional and there's multiple mirrors. And then we'll actually get a more accurate view of ourselves. The reason I only, the reason I bring that up is so often, um, I have individuals that I'm spending time with that I'm mentoring who will say, it's just hard for me to talk about these things. I'm just figuring this thing out on my own mind. Or I'm just working this thing out myself. And I'm like, well, how's that working out for you? (laughs) And typically it isn't working out very well because we tend to have a skewed view of ourselves. We tend to think that we're doing better than we are. Mm -hmm. Yep. No blind spots. Or we tend to think we're doing far worse than we are. And there's something about bringing that out. So not only just to listen to myself, but to be able to share with others Mm -hmm. who are trusted what I'm hearing from myself and then carrying both of those side by side and being able to become the best version of myself. So Nick, great conversation, great food for thought today for me personally, and hopefully our listeners and our viewers here today to really think about this notion of pausing and going deeper and not just trying to to change the band-aids on my life when things aren't going well, but actually going after some of the root causes that are creating and facilitating and prompting some of the unhealthy symptoms that we may be experiencing. I I love the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to have you back again. But let's remind all of us, take some time today. Even today, maybe instead of scrolling a little longer on social media, to listen to yourself. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.